Welcome listeners to my podcast, Amy with a Y, and I am your host, Amy. Welcome to episode 16. Today's title is Time, Talent, and Treasure. I don't know why I always think of those three things together. I'm sure there are podcasts and sermons out there on each of these topics individually, but for some reason I always clump these three T's together. And I haven't recorded in, gosh, it's been almost two weeks. I've been sick with bronchitis and haven't felt well, so my voice may still sound a little raspy and not as loud. Um, But for some reason, these three words just kept kind of coming to my mind as I spent a lot of time sleeping and recovering and trying to get better. Um, And, you know, when that happens, it's obviously, you know, God coming to me saying, like, what do you think about these three things, these three words, and where are you at and what these things mean in your life? So today's really just what I did to determine what do I think about these three things and what I know about them, what I don't know, and and maybe what God is trying to tell me. So hopefully by the end of this podcast, I'll have an answer for myself. (laughs) Um... So I broke it down into to three individual subjects, I guess. Um, and starting with time, the definition of time, volunteering of hours or days of service. Just, we all know what time is, but I wanted to get just a clear picture in my head of what does time mean? I mean, we live in a world where our days are divided by time. We have morning, noon, and night. We have work hours. Everything we do throughout the day has to do with the time. We have appointments. We have things that we adjust according to our own timetable and schedules. And then also according to whatever season of life you're in. You have to take time and use it every day, all the time. Not to repeat it so often. So I wanted to dig in and find out some things that the Bible says about time. 2 Peter 3, 8. But do not overlook this one fact, beloved, that with the Lord one day is as a thousand years and a thousand years as one day. And that verse has always been kind of mind-boggling because it doesn't seem to make sense when we think of it through our lens of what time means to us. Obviously, what it's saying is that our time and God's time is completely different. We live within the confines of time, like like we said about schedules, and and God does not. Um, you know, we're given in a certain allotted amount of time, but God lives outside of time. He has no restriction, and I think that's where I get caught up in time is the restriction part. There does come a point during the day where you run out of time and you go to bed and then you wake up the next day and you start over again. So I started to think, how how do I spend my time? You know, what what things am I doing to fill my time? And not only that, but really my time, is it really spent on, on God, people, things? And, you know, not feeling well, I did have a little bit of extra more time to kind of ponder on that a little bit and really think about what, what things do I spend time on? I mean, I hear jokes and memes a lot about, you know, 
people will figure out how many hours of our lifetime, which ended up being years, that we spend sleeping or eating, you know, the things that we have to do. But really, I'm kind of talking about the things that we choose to do, um, not just to take care of ourselves, but but what, what am I doing with my time and what am I, am I choosing? And so I want to know, you know, a little more about what God says about time. So a couple other verses I came across, Psalms ninety twelve. So teach us to number our days that we may get a heart of wisdom. Colossians 4, 5. Walk in wisdom towards outsiders, making the best use of the time. James four thirteen through 15. Come now, you who say, today or tomorrow, we will go to such and such a town and spend a year there and trade and make a profit. Yet you do not know what tomorrow will bring. What is your life? Fewer a mist that appears for a little time and then vanishes. Instead, you ought to say, if the Lord's will, we will live and we will do this or that. And what I felt like God was telling me through some of those verses um, is that, you know, God's time and ours is different. He asks us to be wise with our time, to make the best use of our time, that we are reminded that we have a limited amount of time and that we should be asking God what the will of our time should be. And that's really where I kind of land on the time piece. I'm, this isn't really something I, you know, maybe some people could just immediately have a reaction or some thoughts, but it really is something that you have to ponder for a while about reevaluating and making a list of where my time is going and what it means. And am I using that time to honor God? And, you know, gosh, I continue to bring up COVID and I hate to do that, but really that just turned my time upside down. Everything that I thought I knew about a routine or a schedule or any season of life that you're in, it just, it just went out the window. Everything became about just a different set of rules we haven't really had to live by ever. And especially in our society where, um, you know, we're so social and have so many things that you can go out and do and be with other people and to, you know, be closed up in your home or to quarantine or to be ill or to be thinking of other people and to start working from home. All those things made us reevaluate our time. And it made me understand how much time could be spent wasted sometimes when you're waiting for a season to pass. And I can get stuck in that. And, and I don't want to. I want time to be something that I use as a resource. That It is a gift that God has given us. And I want to use it well. So that is really going to be a work in progress for me. <laughs> to try and grasp what time means. And especially how I can use it to honor God and in my life. And I think the verse or the story that most people think about in the Bible regarding time, you know, songs have been sung about it, that's in Ecclesiastes 3, 1 through 8. And God says, There is a time for everything, and a season for every activity under the heavens, a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to uproot, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to tear down and a time to build, a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance, a time to scatter stones and a time to gather them, a time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing, a time to search and a time to give up, a time to keep and a time to throw away, a time to tear and a time to mend, a time to be silent and a time to speak, 
a time to love and a time to hate, a time for war and a time for peace. And it almost sounds poetic and really sums up why it's such a vast topic to even try and discuss about time, because there is a time for all things. And each of those, we're all walking through it at different times. So when someone is being asked to release something and someone else is being asked to embrace something, and it may be the same thing, you know, then, then that already is kind of a communication that opens up about just how personal time is and what that can really mean. So it's a lot of self-reflection when it comes to that. And so I moved on to talent. And the definition of talent is using one's expertise to benefit a cause. And I had written here, so I've got to look it up, what I wanted to start out reading. I know I, I would have written it down, but it would have been like a lot of time. Okay. Sorry, I'm trying to read from my giant iPads so that I can actually read it well. Okay. And this, okay, so talent. Talent really also to me, I, I tend to think of it spiritual gifts, um, you know, as the same thing. But I know that we spend a lot of time, or I used to, comparing what talent someone else has or what gifts someone else has. I mean, electronically, obviously, I'm not good at her. I could have just edited that part where I just said, um, and waited, but that's just not a gift that was given to me. And so the part in the Bible that I love the most in 1 Corinthians, um, it is in chapter 12, verse 4 through 30. I'm going to read it all. It just talks so well and sums up everything about how not to compare and how God gives gifts to each of us. And we may have different gifts, but they come from the same one. So this is titled in certain Bibles. I know they have different titles, but um, when I read from the NIV, it's called Concerning Spiritual Gifts. It says, Now about the gifts of the Spirit, brothers and sisters, I do not want you to be uninformed. You know that when you were pagan, somehow or other you were influenced and led astray to mute idols. Therefore, I want you to know that no one who is speaking by the Spirit of God says, Jesus be cursed, and no one can say Jesus is Lord except the Holy Spirit. There are different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit distributes them. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of working, but in all of them and in everyone is the same God at work. Now to each one, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. To one there is given through the Spirit of a message of wisdom. To another, a message of knowledge by means of the same Spirit. To another, faith by the same Spirit. To another, gifts of healing by that one Spirit. To another, miraculous powers to another prophecy, to another distinguishing between spirits, to another speaking in different kinds of tongues, and still another the interpretation of those tongues. All of these are the work of the one of the same spirit, and he distributes them to each one just as he deter determines. And then it goes on, you'll, you'll recognize this as well, because that's the passage that kind of just explains to us what spiritual gifts, you know, and, and those aren't all of them. It's going to list every talent or, you know, those were just some of the ones back in biblical times, I think, were seen as major talents of that time. The list that we may have now would be, you know, would look very different. 
But right after that, following, it goes on to talk about um, the unity and diversity of the body of Christ, how we all work together. And I wanted to, to read that as well because I feel like it ties in the whole reason why we have these talents and these gifts that the Lord has bestowed upon each of us differently. So picking up in verse 12, just as a body, though one, has many parts, but all its many parts from one body, so is with Christ. For we were all baptized by one spirit, so as to from one body, whether Jews or Gentiles, slave or free, and we were all given the one spirit to drink. Even so, the body is not made up of one part, but of many. Now, if the foot should say, because I am not a hand, I do not belong to the body, it would for that reason stop being part of the body. And if the ear should say, because I am not an eye, I do not belong to the body, it would not be for that reason stop being part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would the sense of hearing be? If the whole body were an ear, where would the sense of smell be? But in fact, God has placed the parts of the body, every one of them, just as he wanted them to be. If they were all one part, where would they be? As it is many parts, but we are one body. And it goes on to talk about how the eye can, you know, the eye, the foot, the different parts of the body is using an example, can't do the same thing. If the Lord has put in me a spirit of, I would say compassion is something that I have. Most people have compassion, but some people will have a level of compassion that, that seems deeper or, you know, that was bestowed upon. But then there are some people that have been given, uh, they still have a level of compassion, but they're given just this amazing overexertion of wisdom. And so sometimes when you have so much compassion or I find myself in a situation where I might be feeling too much or getting involved too much based on good things, someone who has the spirit of wisdom can show up and kind of speak into my life to make me realize, oh, you know, I can have this compassion and this love and this feeling, but I really needed that reminder to tap into, you know, not just the feeling part of my body, but the rational part of my body of what might be a better uh, outcome or choice in a situation. If I was only trying to make a choice out of compassion, I still need wisdom in order to make a good decision as well. So just an example of, you know, that the Lord has given us gifts, that they are all different, and that all of us need each other and need our strengths to walk alongside each other. And that's really what makes relationships work. That's really how we love each other is by helping and giving what the Lord has given to us. So I did begin to think, you know, what are my gifts? What are the things the Lord has given me? Um, am I or you using them to glorify God? And just really reflect on the fact that there may be things that I'm good at, but am I using them? And, you know, an another question that I would just have to sit with and think, and that's, you know, for individuals. But it, it did make me think of a story that um, happened at my church. We, they were talking about gifts and, you know, volunteering at church and serving. And I wanted to do that. But I got to be honest, I just always kind of assumed that serving would either be me being on the mission field way away from home and comforts, which, you know, I should be willing to give up. But for whatever reason, that just, I mean, that just wasn't what God called me to do. Or I thought the only other option in church, honestly, was that I would need to be in kids ministry. And I love kids, but I don't like doing Sunday school or 
being in the nursery, it just wasn't something that I got a lot of joy out of. But I would sign up, especially since there were so many people tirelessly giving their time and hours. And when I had kids in church service, I wanted to be able to give back that. And we had a sermon, and I'll never forget it. The sermon was so good because they talked about how if it's not something you're interested in, they they don't want you just to step up and volunteer out of guilt or condemnation or I mean that's not what being a Christian is about so they set up this whole thing online kind of like a job application where you would go and search things that you thought sounded fun because typically where you find something that you enjoy is going to be where your gift is because a gift is something that comes very easily to you it's not something you have to be talked into and I'd never really thought of it that way And I'd seen on this list, um, you could kind of apply like it was a job just to try and make it more tailored to you and fitted to you. And so I ended up joining the drama team for several years. And, you know, for some people performing on stage in front of the congregation is absolutely would be your nightmare. But to me, it was so much fun and creative. And I have so many awesome memories of doing that. And I'd never considered that that could be a way to serve because I enjoyed it so much. And I just, in life, I go through times where I don't want to get bogged down thinking that the only things that I can give of my gifts or things that I may be good at are only going to be things that are going to suck me dry. When the Lord gives us something that he wants us to pass on and to other people and to build up the body of Christ, it's going to be things that energize us and give us joy and just kind of remind us this really is where I want you to be. And I mean, he doesn't want us to do things miserably. So I just really liked that um, reminder. I'm glad I had thought about it. I thought it went well with, with that. And, you know, kind of to end the talents and gifts part, also something that we can use are our past experiences, um, just some hardships or things that we've walked through that can really just help someone who might be in a similar season in life and support them and strengthen them. And that really goes back to us being part of the body of Christ too. But, you know, the Lord can even take our pains and use that to love and fellowship with other people. I know that some of the greatest support I've ever felt or love has been from someone reaching out who has walked a similar road that I, or circumstance that I might be in and come alongside me and, really helped me through that. Not just to even basically answer questions, but sometimes just to know that someone had a similar experience. They're never going to be the same. No one's ever going to understand your heart other than the Lord. But it does help to have someone who's been in a situation similar to yours come alongside of you and be able to give you that encouragement. And it also kind of makes me feel better about the fact that there may be several experiences that were very painful in my life, but that they can be used and not just pieces and parts and seasons that sum up my time or my talent, but that it can be used to glorify God. And really that might be the easiest one to give away because God makes it so easy. He bestows upon us a gift, rallies us together in fellowship, and then really our part is to just make sure we use it. Um, so I I love that those um, those things just float in the Bible hand in hand because they do go together. And then the last part, treasure. Uh, Definition, it is a financial contribution, both big or small, donated for a charitable work. And some of the Bible verses that I found related to treasure 
um, Luke 12, 34, for where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Matthew 6, 19, do not lay up for those, for yourselves, treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. So what, what is God saying there about treasure? Um, of those few verses, he, he's telling us to give of what we have. First of all, everything we have is his and been given to us. If we are blessed enough to be healthy enough to work, to be able to provide, all those things have been given to us by the Lord. And he is asking us to give of what we have, what has been blessed upon us to be blessed to another. Um, do not save it all or hoard it all for yourself. And not to gather up things here on earth where it can just be wasted, to be looking towards gathering things up in heaven. And gosh, the when it comes down to what is valuable to you, I guess a treasure would be a valuable to you. When it comes to relationships and people compared to things, then, then it puts things into perspective. Something can have a lot of value to it maybe financially, but if it is attached to someone that you love that had passed on, then it becomes it. You know, there is no value on it. There is not a price on it. And that is how God feels about us. We are his treasures and you know, the price to be paid for us, he paid. And so giving our treasure to honor God is something that I want to do and learn more about. So really where I went with this, when I sat here and read the verses and thought about what the Lord was saying and made that list, the thing that really resonated with me the most is when I read the verse that says, where your treasure is, there also is your heart. And if I sat for a while with that and thought, hmm, <laughs> what do I spend my money on for me personally? And I still keep a checkbook, like an actual registry. So yes, you can laugh. I love it. It makes me feel very type A. It is a time management and a talent <laughs> rolled into one. But if you look online, if you don't keep that, you're going to see a list of purchases and where your money goes. And just that simple act of seeing where the largest contribution of what we work for goes towards, if that is where my heart is, then my heart spends a lot of time at McDonald's and um, Taco Bell and just, I mean, literally shopping or entertainment. And not that any or all of these are bad or good or need moderation. That Obviously, that's just common sense. But it was very shocking to see how much goes towards whatever I may be even feeling that day what I feel like eating or I don't know. It was just very eye-opening to me to just just show me this is where things are in my life. And I think that's why this entire time, talent, and treasure got to me the most ended up being the treasure because where my time, my money, and talents are spent are where my heart is. If that, you know, where my heart is is love, that is how I feel about God, those things aren't really lining up right now for me in my life. And I really want these things to become more balanced and really point to God. I, I really would love, gosh, my greatest, I'm asking myself and my own question at the end, but 
one of the greatest things I would ever want to be remembered for, or if someone said, you know, a question of what was Amy most remembered for or thought of, the answer that would just mean the world to me is that my life reflected in every way, in my time, in my gifts, in my talent, in my treasure, in my money, that I love Jesus with all my heart, that I have loved and supported all my family and friends, that I gave what I was able from every aspect of my life and my being and who the Lord made me to be to glorify God. That would be my greatest and only goal to accomplish for my entire lifetime. But the thing is, I say that and that's what I want and that's how I want to be remembered. But am I doing that? Am I really at the end of the day, could I live up to that statement? I say what I, what I'd like to do and how I'd like to be. And I feel like most of this podcast is me just saying who I'd like to be or present who I'd like to be. I, I read these verses and then I put them on my desk and I move on to another topic and I forget about it. I read my Bible and I'm so moved by something in the morning in a verse and a week later I can't remember it. And I know that's part of being human. I'm not beating myself up. It's just I say I want to do all these things, yet I continue to maybe even do the opposite. And that led me to the final verse that I wanted to talk about because this, gosh, this verse is always kind of been a verse that maybe at the end of a day, if you're laying in bed, I'll think of this as I'm saying my prayer, especially if I'm doing my sinner's prayer and kind of going through and asking forgiveness of the places I've just wandered or messed up or just outright sinned. And it's found in Romans 7.15. And um, this is, I'm pretty sure, Paul talking. Uh, For I do not do what I want, but I do the very thing I hate. For I have the desire to do what is right, but not the ability to carry it out. For I do not do the good I want, but the evil I do not want to do is what I keep on doing. I know. I mean, literally I sigh every time and then I apologize. It's in every single episode. And I don't know what else to say, but that's just my reaction. Because I read that and it's just, it's absolutely true for me. The things that I express that I want to do, that I desire to do, the things God is asking me to. We just read the verses, the Bible stories. I mean, we're being told what to do in order to make these things well balanced out and to live a healthy life to glorify the Lord. And yet for me, myself, I just don't do them. And it makes no sense. I baffle myself. So after all of that, and then of course being, you know, being sick and having time to consider all this for two weeks, thank goodness the Lord comes to me and just slowly reminds me that not as an excuse, not by any means as an excuse, but that no one gets it right. And that being aware and wanting to do these things, having the desire to do what is right, seeking the Lord in order to do them. The part I need to work on is letting God do it for me because I, apart from him, cannot. I cannot attempt to be any of the things that I would love to be to make sure that these three areas of my life are just very well balanced and well lived out without his help and without being with him and checking in with him and spending time with him every day. So this really just got me to thinking 
maybe to some takeaways to look in your life and just spend some time um, when you're with the Lord next, just maybe even writing if you're a journaler or write, how are you spending your time? How are you spending your money? What are the talents that God has given you and how are you using them? And do they make you happy? And then also to leave yourself with a huge, not even a tablespoon, why don't we just take a fourth of a cup of grace and add it to tomorrow to know that we're never going to get it perfect. It's not even possible. But if we can find a way to take our time, our talent, and our treasure and use them to glorify God a little bit every day, I think it would make a huge difference. And I know that that is the goal I'm hoping to set for myself after I spent quite a bit of time on this subject. So I hope I mentioned some things that maybe you hadn't heard before. And by being a little bit open and vulnerable with where I'm at in it, will kind of just cause you to give some thoughts and ask the Lord if these areas of your life are being well balanced. Look forward to being with you guys again, and I hope you have a great night.